You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Evening everybody and welcome to the Rangers Rabble. Uh, after a, the international break, we're finally on the cusp of a, another Rangers game. Uh, joining me tonight is Wolf and uh, Scott. How are you doing boys? You alright? I know that, Brian. Yeah, fine, Brian. Good man, good man. So, um, international break, Wolf. I know you're not a great big fan of it, but uh, Patterson started the first game and made a, a good impression and then or maybe not the first half, but the second half he made a great impression and then he's dropped for the second game. Didn't quite work that one out. Um, I'll take your one for it because I haven't seen any of it. Um, <laughs> although I have heard that's what happened. I have heard yeah. that's what happened. It was, I would always expect changes to be made if they were playing uh, a lesser team in the second game, which I believe they were. Um, but, I mean, it... it it seems from what from what from well just from what I can take, but all I've seen that all I've seen the result and the fact he scored four minutes from the end last night. So it looks like all the changes nearly blew up in his face, but he got away with it, and he got away with it because yeah. he brought Patterson on. Mm-hmm. And within two minutes of coming on, Patterson put in a brilliant cross that really just was begging to get put in the net because I saw the goal last night, and uh, it bounced off Dykes' shoulder and went in. So you've got to, you've got to think if Patterson was playing from the start or on earlier. Um, you know, it might have been a bit more comfortable for Scotland, but international football, I'm kind of making this up as I go along because all I've seen all I've seen the goals. That's all I've seen of any of it's the goals over the weekend. So, maybe better well, Scott. I was about to say, well, Scott's maybe got a bit more info on this. What did you think of the, the fiasco? Well, I wouldn't say fiasco, but the non-selection of uh, Patterson last night. I think it was probably like Wolf said. I thought he would change it because it was Pharaohs, and he thought we'll get maybe get a two-three goal one here. So he brought in maybe Ryan Fraser for more attacking option, which didn't really work out because I thought Ryan Fraser struggled last night. I thought Scotland struggled in the whole. Pharaohs had a decent striker up front. It could have been three or four 0 before Scotland were even in the game. 
against Israel, Israel and Scotland are probably not far apart on terms of standard wise. So I thought Patterson didn't start the first half great. Second half he came on again, but it wasn't the only mm. player. No. I thought Scotland struggled in the first half against Israel. I thought they struggled as real shape and uh, just their strength and stuff. I just thought they struggled the way they played, but it kind of changed that a bit. But Nathan's going to do that. He's a young lad. He's still learning football in general. He's just come into the Rangers first team. He's just come into the Scotland setup, so he's going to have good games and bad games. And I thought it was quite harsh. The criticism he was getting, people saying he's not good enough because he had a bad first half. How many international players have a bad first half or a bad few games? Maybe only play one out of ten for any national side. So it's quite hard the criticism he was getting because. You can see he's willing, he's got enthusiasm, he's a really good player, he's always going to improve. And you're better playing boys like that and playing somebody who's a bit older and maybe not going to be in the next few years because Scotland as a country have to build on at national level. But I only watched it, Brian, because I was in the house. If I was doing something else, I probably wouldn't have paid much attention to it either. But I was glad to see Nathan coming on and making a change. And I thought the boy in this, but it has done me only come on as well. So, yeah. But they got, they got their points, but I thought Stevie Clark was lucky to get a deal there. I think personally, Scott, that he kind of sh- the reason Patterson probably dropped out was because he shoehorned Hanley back into the team. Don't know if you th- do you thought that? I thought he was poor Hanley as well. I thought Scotland's back defence was poor against Fredos. Fred- like I said, if they had something that could put a bone in the net, I mean, see the chances they had mm. in that first 25 minutes. It was, it was actually laughable at times. You thought, this is the Fredos, but I know quite a lot of teams have struggled there recently, even Denmark struggles. So they're not the Whitten boys anymore, I don't think. I think they're improving. And it's countries like that are improving and we seem to be standing still at times. That's the thing you worry about. Yeah. I mean, as I say, Rolf, I know you're not a great uh, international watcher, but um, you see the, I don't know if you've seen it, the comments from the Croatia coach about Borna, that he's um, not playing in a strong enough league or a strong enough team. I don't know what you might think yeah, of that. Yeah, I did see something. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't read what the, what the, 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 the quotes were. Um He's probably he's not playing in a very strong league. I mean that's that's a fact. harsh I mean, truth, I mean, isn't it? Yeah. But the Scottish league is stronger than people give it credit for because there's only really there's only really two teams in the league. I mean it would do it would do Scottish football a massive favour if the two two teams from the second city could actually hold a challenge this year rather than collapse on their arse at Christmas, which is probably what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, it's always, on, on Saturday we're four points clear and we've no kicked the ball this season. Yeah. You know, but if they can, if Hibs and Hearts can can stay up sort of second and third, or or thereabouts for majority of the season, that might do the reputation of the league some some good. Because well, I mean, no, nobody other than Rangers or Celtic have won the league since 1985. So obviously, people think it's a did it's a did league because mm-hmm. you know even even other leagues where it's like a one or two horse race, there is other teams come out the back occasionally I mean in Spain it was Real Madrid and Barcelona for years yeah. Atletico come in and won the league and you've had Valencia making a title here and there you know in, in France yeah. you had Lyon for years and then there was a bit of, bit of Monaco a bit of Marseille but up here it's it's always been the, the same two teams and we know it's more competitive than, than, than people give it credit for but all these foreigners just look in and go it's them again so obviously the coach is going to say well it's not a very strong league you know, because I mean, a lot of the games as well against the, the smaller teams, they're, they're looking at it and you're getting three, four, five goals on a regular basis just against some of these teams. That doesn't happen anywhere else. No, no. Uh, just to say as well, I've been asked by Martin, he's, he's we're 18 likes away from 3,000 on YouTube. And you know what the magic 3,000 number means that Martin's going to have to get a proper haircut. So 
please, folks, get like on the YouTube, get the Twitter and the Instagram and Facebook. Um, as I say, we're only 18 away. I'm, I'm dying to see this haircut that he's going to get because he's been slagging everybody else off. So it's going to be some something else. But um, yeah, Scott, I mean, this this chat from the Croatia coach, I mean, it's it's he's obviously wanting to say it for his own benefit, but obviously it doesn't benefit us, does it? I don't think he's the only coach. I, I, you hear other coaches from other countries saying that. I know Southgate mentioned it to a couple of the boys at English lads at Liverpool. It's not getting games and they maybe need to move or go on loan. I mean, I know the Holland coach done the same with Donny van der Beek at Man United. And it's just the way to see their post playing mm-hmm. to give them justification for picking them for their country. And if they feel yeah. they're not playing regular football or they're not playing a high enough league, then they feel maybe might offer some advice. I don't think they mean it bad, but I just mean I think they should be playing in a higher league just to make yourself a better player. But Bournemouth's been playing in Europe and stuff for Rangers, so that's a good level for him as well. So I think it's quite a harsh on Bournemouth, but you hear that all again, Brian. But like I said, Chela, you don't know if it's true or it's been mis- maybe yeah. misquoted in the foreign media. I'm not 100% sure because sometimes the media just like to pull a story out of rabbit hole. And we've got a watcher from Los Angeles tonight. Hello, Dale. Hope you're well. Uh, where else are we? Uh, yeah, CGM. Patterson was indeed honking. Yes, in the first half he certainly was, but he made up for it in the second half. Uh, Christy, where is this one? Chris, Christy was awful. Nesbitt should have started. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Uh, I was watching the Finland game yesterday, and who's the, the ex-Wolves striker that does the commentary, the co-commentary? He was praising Kamara uh, Wolf. I was quite quite pleased with that. Oh, Kamara, Kamara's a good player. I mean, he's the best player mm-hmm. Finland's got by a country. I mean, I've not seen anything from Finland from what I've heard of, from, from what I've heard and from the, the reports that you read. You know, I mean, he's the best player Finland's got by a country mile. So they're obviously yeah. they're obviously going to bring him up. I mean, if he's if he's half as good for Finland as he is for us, and granted, he's probably get better players when about when he plays with us. Then he's you know, they're, they're going to have to talk him up because he's a bloody good player. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the Finland game? Uh, I, I didn't know, I didn't, no. but obviously I know what they obviously Glenn Kamara. He's one of these guys is going to give you a, between a six and eight out of ten performance every week because he does a lot of dirty work, other players don't want to do. And like we've said, he's a really good player for us, so it's no surprise yeah. he's a really good player for Finland. Yeah. When I when I read the article, I didn't see Jim say it's not the foreign media that misquote the article, it's our media twist it and cut it to paste and suit their own agenda. Well, it was it was from another site, but then the quote or the credit was given to the Daily Record, so there we go. So there we go. But it, it wasn't. I, I didn't click on the actual Daily Record. It was another website. But yeah, once it was credit, I seen the credit and I went, "Oh, here we go. Here we go." Was, so the Daily Record still a thing? Well, this, this, investi- <laughs> this investigation's gone on for quite a while. No. No. No, no. I mean, their 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 internet hits and everything else must just go through the floor because nobody else, well, nobody's really touching them, are they? So we'll go on to the Hearts game now. Finally, we're we're back in SBL action on Saturday, Wolf, and it's a top of the table clash. So an unusual one, maybe. Well, it's, a, it's another top of the table clash. I mean, that's two two games. Two in a row, two yeah. Top of the table clashes. Um, just a pity there's been a two week break in between them. Um, particularly because I didn't get to the Hibs game and it broke my heart not being there but <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah I mean almost it's a, 
a bit of a, a bit of a battle in this house with my missus and a season ticket holder at heart. <laughs> so I know I know I know all about them and she's she's quite confident. You know? I mean she's still right. right, they've sold out their allocation. Yeah. Good. So there's gonna be there's gonna be a real, real atmosphere at Ibrox on Saturday because if they sold out their allocation three o'clock on Saturday afternoon, you know, that, that gives them that gives them gives them plenty of time to get on the on the old tonic wine on the way across, you know, <laughs> they like to do. You know? So yeah. it, it should be a cracking game, it should be a cracking atmosphere. But it's the same old as the Rangers turn up the Rangers win. Simple as that. Because we're a better team than that. Yeah, Scott, I mean as Wolf says, if we, we turn it, we should win quite comfortably, but <laughs> it's hearts. <laughs> it's hearts and it's Rangers. We've not, we've not been firing all cylinders this season. No. Bits and, it's been a bits and bobs kind of start this season, even though we're sitting top of the league, Brian, so there's not a lot to complain about, but as usual, we do. Mm. Yeah, I think if Rangers do show up, we win, but hearts have been playing really well. They're set, they're still up well. They've not conceded a lot of goals, but they're mm. scoring goals. So it's going to be a really hard game, and I think on Saturday... It could go either way unless we do turn up. But uh, one thing about Saturday, I'm not going to manage, obviously. I'm working on Saturday, so I can't even go. And I've just seen somebody say that it's not going to be in Rangers TV either. So <laughs> I'll probably not have to listen to the old radio. But uh, one thing I'm happy about is away fans getting back in. Because I think we miss that at Ibrox with our atmosphere. And yeah. I don't, I, you don't mind it all being Rangers fans. But something like, sometimes you like a wee contingent away fans just to put the atmosphere back in the stadium. Mm-hmm. You agree with Scott, that? Scott, if you can send, send, send your computer on, on a wee VPN hallway, you'll get it on Rangers TV. It's just not on Rangers TV in Scotland. Or All right. Because of the, the I'll do it. That's, that's fine, Mum, I will do it. So, how, what, uh, obviously, we'll have to wait till we hear who's back from international duty, Wilf, and who's okay, but do you see much changes or team wise? What do you think they'll go with? Don't know, it's really, really difficult to, to second guess a yeah. gaffer. I mean, he's, made, he's been forced to make that many changes this season. I mean, there's, I heard earlier on today there's, there's a, a chance that, that Kamar Roof might not be back until, well, he should be back on time, but that depends on all his flights and everything because he's coming back from somewhere in South America. He's playing, playing is it Honduras or something like that from Jamaica. Yeah. And it kicks off at one o'clock in the morning. So he might not be back until kind of late Friday. So. He might he might be a doubt certainly as a starter. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I would expect I would expect McGregor to start because you need your you need your big players in a game like this. You really do. I mean, I'd expect McGregor to start. Right back's going to be interesting because he had no qualms putting Patterson in against Hibbs. Yeah. So will he do that against Hearts? I don't think so. I think he'll bring Tav back in. Yeah. I'd expect Borna if Borna's come through his international games okay. I'd expect him to be on the other side. Uh, I know there's oh. a doubt over Liam Balligan because he went off yeah. for uh, Nigeria yeah. in the week. But, he, but the good thing is, I believe he walked off, so the problem wasn't too serious. So hopefully, hopefully. He's, he's back fit and fired. But the problem we've got with that, we need to consider, is if Balligan's are still doubtful, he can't play because we need him for a week on Thursday against Bromby. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Well, folks, get your... options, so yeah. we, might, we might have to go without Balligan. Can get your get your predictions in for the team then if you who you think's gonna get in, folks. Uh we'll just go on Scott again. Just who do you think's there? The the I mean as you say, international break, who's coming back? We don't quite know yet, but do you think it'll change much? It's surprising every time I've put a guess I start lineup this season. I've not been close because somebody's out for some reason or another. <laughs> uh, 
Tavin Patterson's quite a win because I don't know, I, I don't think he will, but I think sometimes you're going to have to start the two of them. I, and I think if the Balligan is out, I mean, who do you play next to Golson? Would you risk Simpson or Bassey? Or would you? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I think I, I agree. Tab, I think Tab will start because Patterson's played two games, plus he's been travelling. Tab's yeah. been rested all week, so Tab will start up front. The will Sakala play because he's been away on national duty, isn't he? So, yeah. Marielos, we are, we are missing Ryan, Ryan Kent really badly, I have to say. Uh, but I think the team's going to be. I like Davis will play, I think Camaro will play Lundstrom, but sometimes the three the parts, not enough movement there because they're all very. I'm saying similar, but they like to play the ball on the deck. Do you know what I mean? You need somebody from my field busting forward. That's maybe where Hadji comes in, mm-hmm. or even Aribo. So it'll be interesting because you probably know a bit more about Hearts than we do, Well, I mean, they've started the season really well, but they're scoring goals really in boys. Middle of the park, they're strong, mm-hmm. especially with that boy is saying favourite and Benji. And the, the back, the shooter at the back, the Gordon and goals will make a lot of good saves. So Hearts are going to come Ibrox very confident. Yeah, well, for you, you, you're, you said your your good lady's yep. quite confident. I'm saying, well, if you think your your good lady's quite confident, quite cocky about about our team. Um, <laughs> my, my, I think we're okay because she's actually she's actually going to be sitting in the club deck with me um, <laughs> on Saturday, and every time she's she's started, never end when they come visit, they've never scored, so she should be, so we should be okay. Um, but no, they, as Scott says, they have got some good players. Um, mm-hmm. The boys just scored a lot of goals, but most of them are penalties because I mean, they've had something like a dozen penalties this season, you know, which is absolutely ridiculous. You know, they're getting penalties, I mean, they're getting one and two penalties almost every game, which is kind I of saw the Masons that are referees, you know? Wolf. Um, <laughs> but absolutely is that. Yeah. Fortunately, he's scoring the ball, but um, he has you sound like a robot. We need to have the opposition. As I said, play it. Oh, Wolf. Wolf. He's cutting away. Oh, he's cutting away. Hold on. We'll start him again. So we were reading in the news this week that some a certain manager was top of the betting this week for the Newcastle job. Heck, Scott, what did you make of that? Were you I a bit fearful? Not really, no, because I think when Newcastle's wealth, they've suddenly received, they're going to be linked to everybody at this moment in time. And unless Gerrard shows any sign that he would be willing to go, then it's not really a possibility, because I don't think Newcastle's a step that you would go to just now, because... Even with all that money, it took Man City three, four seasons to before they get into kind of any challenging mood. So I think Newcastle, they're not going to go and buy the top tier players at the moment. They'll buy probably second, a bit down, maybe somebody like Lingard or players like that level. You know what I mean? Somebody better than what they've got, but not top of the table. And same with managers, it will be a stopgap until they can get somebody elite. I don't know what they're going to do because they have to watch their spending as well because of all the different UEFA stuff. So and because teams know they've got money, they're going to be charging my fortune for players. And also managers are going to be charging my fortune for wage, uh, wages and stuff. So I think it'll be hard. I think Gerard was obviously chuffed that he's linked to it because getting linked to any job is a 
in any walk of life, you're really thrilled because you must be doing something right. So, but I don't think it's a job for him because I think if he went down there, it's a poison chalice, isn't it? Even with money behind you, and if he failed, he's not going to be anywhere near his dream job anytime soon. So, I think he ran a state then just for a couple of seasons, get us in a league title or two, there'll be a cup and see how it goes. But I'll be interested to see what happens down there. But we just have to wait and see. But I don't think Jed Arthur the one that was going to go. I know you're not bringing in a foreign manager myself. Yeah. Wolf, do you think Gerard's staying or do you think he'll be tempted? <laughs> Wolf. Wolf and his internet. I know. Here's one from uh, Darren. He says, Newcastle need a manager with experience of dealing with decent funds and building a squad. Lampard also being mentioned would be a oh. terrible shout. I've, yeah. I've, I've said for long enough, I think you're the same, Scott, that it's, they need somebody with serious experience that's going to go in there and do the job, aren't they? You know, if I was in charge, I would, one of the chaps I said on Twitter the other day is Graham Potter at Brighton, I think, is the only up-and-coming manager. He's mm-hmm. very good tactically and, and he keeps Brighton playing really good football and I think with a bit of money behind him, he could he could be a really shrewd move because he's been at Swansea, he's been at Brighton, he, I think he managed abroad as well at some point, so he's got a lot of experience behind him now, but I don't think they'll go down that route either. I think they will bring in somebody that's Probably in their fifties, sixties, then he's used to a lot of experience to get him. But that's if he stay up, Brian. You're going to stay up. Well, this is this this is the danger, Ross. I mean, how how you doing? You all right? I mean, you were talking about bringing somebody in their fifties and sixties. I thought you were talking about me, man. <laughs> no, we're just onto the old Gerard chat about going to Newcastle. I mean, I I don't see it as a gore, do you? Nah, no, I don't think. I think he's got a, a job to a job to finish here, get us into the Champions League next season. I believe. Um, don't get me wrong, if they're, if they're offering them unlimited transfer funds and a wage that we couldn't even match, then you never you never know. Everyone's got their prices, they say. Mm. But for me, uh, I don't think in this instance his head will be turned by that. No, um, I've got to agree with you, Ross. I think it's it's probably a few years too early for him, if, if at all. Um, I mean, going being at Rangers, dealing with the funds that we're dealing with, going down to them. I mean, the difference is just astronomical, isn't it? I feel um, maybe the lure of a Stephen Gerrard, uh, that kind of global football icon, being the manager for them, if they're looking to splash the cash and they're trying to bring in superstars, the likes of, I don't know who they've been linked to, I don't really pay much attention to it, but if they're getting linked to like an Mbappe or a players are that out, maybe having Gerard as a manager, a young, progressive, global football icon, they could maybe see that as something that would tempt players to go. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's John coming in there. Wolf never freezes another podcast, do you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what was it up here? Uh, who else would you trust for Rangers? I would only trust Michael Beale, but then probably Beale would want to go with Stephen Gerrard, wouldn't he, Scott? A lot of people who are good coaches are second in command. They don't want to be the main man because it's happened to be a few people, especially what done this Alex Ferguson. They didn't really become the main man. They like the job of being behind the scenes and working. I think Michael Beale really enjoys what he does. Yeah. But to be to be the main manager, it's not the same role you're doing because you have to man manage and stuff like that. And some of these guys don't want to do that. They're just happy mixing maintaining tactics and stuff like that. I don't want to be in shouting at guys and organising other things. So I think you need a certain ache about you to be a manager. Because I don't think Stephen Jenner spends 
all his days in the training pitch. I think he's at his other coaches, so you need, a, you need a mixture of both. So I don't think Mike could be able to step up. I don't think it's like Walter way. Soon as I think Walter was always ready to step into the hot seat. Yeah. Um, here's a question. Curry Muncher's coming in with. If we got the investment, who would you keep? Ross? Can I just say, by the way, um, I'm no working the back shift tonight. What happened was, <laughs> what happened was Martin phoned me and said there was some comments coming in that there was three specky baldy triplets on the pod. They wanted to mix it up a wee bit, know what I mean? So <laughs> here I am. I've just came out. Like, but it looks as if I've got the same guy on three screens. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh. yeah, I, I like I, I think we've got a, an array of very good young players at the club when you look at Kent's and Hadji's and players like that, and we've got a very progressive young um, coaching staff I believe there's a good blend uh, Brian I believe that we, uh, we've got a perfect blend of people there now um, at the club that are all looking to grow together and, and, and be in a, in a in that environment together. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. um, I think that Gerard and his backroom staff have been very clever and very wise in the people they bring in. They don't just bring in a player because he's available. They bring in a player who's going to fit the profile of the team and fit the profile of what they're looking for as a maybe somebody in the dressing room as well. I mean, that that's the latest. Rogers has been put the favourite now after Gerard either said he didn't want to go... Would he want to leave Leicester though, Scott? Do you think he can take do anything else with Leicester that he's already done? Because I think sounds, yeah. Leicester's got a shelf life as a job, I think, because the fans only not been happy recently because of performances. But can anybody who's a manager there repeat what winning the league a few years ago? It's very hard to go back to that. Do you know what I mean? So I think Rogers has done as best as he can there. So Mm. He goes to Newcastle. I don't know if he's a big big name they want right enough because I still think it's a big name they want somebody like Ross Adele to bring in players. He's a big name in entice players sometimes. Yeah. I think CGM's uh, cracking the jokes tonight. Get Gattuso in for the banter. Get, get, get Gattuso in with the camo <laughs> as his backroom staff. He's set a book. Kind of loonies, man. <laughs> but um, no, I mean. Obviously, uh, Ross, you weren't here for the Hearts game. How do you see that game going? Listen, again, we're back to that. There's not one player in the Hearts team you would take over somebody that's going to start for Rangers at the weekend. So it's my philosophy for the season, mate. If we if we go out and play the Rangers' way, then we'll we'll win the game comfortably. But again, it's that we had a good win before the break, uh, so it'll be a case. Are we going to kick on for that? Or? Are we going to still have that sluggish start stuff, just no clicking? Um, interesting to see the team. Obviously, yeah. the, the better players being away on international, whether they'll come, whether they'll come in. Or, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. Right back. Interesting and right back. We parted on them last night for five minutes and, and be it's a goal. Yeah. So that's another... That's a headache for the gaffer, I think. Well, I think Scott said earlier, Ross, that he didn't have any qualms of putting them in against Hibs, did he? No. No, I think um, I think that we're gonna there's gonna come a time, probably not this season, but next season, where there's gonna be a decision to make because you've got a boy there who looks to me every bit as good as a a Kim Tierney looked at the same age coming through mm-hmm. Celtic. Um, so <coughs> there's there's loyalty to the captain who's turning thirty. 
or else do you give the young guy who's could make you a lot of money in the future? I think there's going to be a tough decision have to be made at the end of the season whether that got, but but for now Tavo, I would imagine Tavo keep his keep his position this season. But I think it's a, for another pod. But come the end, uh, come the end of the season, there's a decision to be made there. You paying, think, have you been paying? You've been paying John any money here? Listen, <laughs> I, I hope he's talking about looks talent, by the way, because I talk absolute shite. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right about Tav and uh, Nathan Ross, but I would I would say at the moment in time, Tav's ahead, Tav's ahead of Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. But next season, Nathan probably will have to start more games, but. That's um that's an option for the manager to say do you sell Tav which you might not get a lot of money back from or then maybe Tav can move into a different role in the team because he's he has a kind of utility where he could play in a few different positions. But if they did get offered a lot of money for Nathan in January or in the summer, would the club take it? That's a big point because Nathan's now been playing with Scotland, so his name's out there. People know me Rangers and if Rangers got offered ten or fifty million, would they take it? Would they knock it back? Because for a club like us who's not loaded with cash, it's a big thing to say no. I mean, what sort of sum of money, Ross? Would it, you know? Would you be able to say? Wouldn't be able to say no to. Can't tell me money. Twenty-five million. Ish. Don't about that. He's now playing international games. If he plays a season for us and wins a league, he's every. For me, natural raw ability. He's up there. With, he's up there with Tierney, who's as much as and and you've got to remember as well that Tierney's hips are made out of wheat a bit. You know what I mean? So. Tierney went for £25 million and he's never played probably more than 35 games in a season. The young boy Patterson looks as if he's got that engine and that kind of durability that he might be able to. So for me, if we if he plays regular for Rangers, gets maybe Champions League appearances next year and he's still in the Scotland national team, the sky's the limit for what we could ask for for that wee guy. Yeah, I mean, that comment there sums it kind of quite well up. They overplayed Tierney and look at him now. Yep. You know, he's he, he's hanging by a thread at times, isn't he, Scott? Yeah, yeah he is, but he has a good quality player, Ross says, and you can see it with Arsenal as well. He, 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 he stands out Arsenal at times he, because he's a good player, but I think Ross is spot on. If he played a season in the first team Rangers, we can't hear champions, they're going to play there, then you can expect a lot more money for him, but if you sell him just now, then you're not going to get that amount because he's not at the first team football under his belt or European level, but he's doing well with Scotland, so I'm hoping Ross actually does, I'm hoping, I'm hoping actually Nathan doesn't move. Do you know what I, mean? I hope Nathan can stay at Rangers and become the captain because I think he's got a potential. But we all know in football, money talks, and I think he's got offered a good sum of money. Like I said, I don't think I'll knock it back. Ross, this is always a position I've always thought was never in question, but over the last few weeks, we've, we've realised that McGregor, McLaughlin, McGregor, we just don't know which way he's going to go. Um, do you see this as another game where McLaughlin's going to get a run, or is Greg's coming back. McGregor will play for me. Um, I like <laughs> having played in goals myself. Um, obviously not a, at that sort of level, but for me, you don't want to chop and change your goalies. No. But see, for me, see when we are playing against a Dundee United, a Dundee, a Livingston, teams like that, our goalie is essentially a sweeper. <laughs> John McLaughlin will come out to the edge of the box, take the ball, and start attacks distribution. Does McGregor offer us that? I don't think so. But if you're looking for the bigger games, and I think that's why McGregor will always play against Celtic, always play the, is the big saves when you're under pressure is when 
So I think at the, at the weekend, uh, McGregor, will, McGregor will, will start. But in saying that, if if you looked at the team lines and McLaughlin was playing, it wouldn't, you wouldn't think we're any weaker, if you know what I mean. I wouldn't have put you up, they're down. No. Scott, would, you would, go you... To, would you go this game next season, Brian? Would, if McGregor doesn't play again next season, would you make McLaughlin your number one, or would you make McCrory? Would you go? Would you go out for another experienced goalie? What would you do, Ross? I'd sign the boy Clark. He's a free agent at the end of the season. I'd sign him for St Johnson. No, you won't. You don't. You never played at that level. You said. How <laughs> <laughs> talk me through me? Talk me through Alan McGregor's hair, but it's blacker than Will Screen. The new man. What's going on with that? A big man been dying. I just, who I just who think, would you what do you think, Scott? What do you think the... I don't I don't you can get to McLaughlin, I think. I don't know if he's he's got the moments on him like Alan had over the last few seasons. They saves it can it's helped his out in games. Alan McGregor can save his ten, twelve points a season. I don't know if John McLaughlin's gonna add him playing every week. Obviously I'm gonna see enough of him to say like on a weekly basis, but I don't know deep down if he's got a Standing for eight or nine minutes and pulling out a top save to see, keep us in the game. I don't know if John McLaughlin can do that over a season, I'm not sure. And Ross McCrory, or Robin McCrory, I can't remember his name, Robbie. He's, okay. I don't know if he's going to be experienced enough to shove in his number one. Because if he do that and he makes a few mistakes, his confidence will go down, the fans go on his back and it might ruin the kids. So, do you like for another goal? I mean, and I know Ross mentioned Xander and it's a kind of tongue-in-cheek for Ross because it's his brother, but Xander is a good big goalkeeper and when they Paul Amifu's between the sticks at Rangers because every time he plays against us, he pulls off some of the saves. You think, my God, how did they get that? So, mm. I wouldn't have bought me between the sticks because he's a man mountain to get past and he's a really good goalkeeper. But I just, Al McGregor will be a big mess. I don't know if I would like John McLaughlin to be number one. That's all I'll be saying. CGM's got a question for you, Ross. All right. Is the boy from St. Johnson any good? <laughs> <laughs> See. <laughs> I say that the boy fishing Johnson. I, I know that, that well, obviously we're on it's a running joke between me and Twitter's and the Clark's brother and stuff. But it, you only you look at last year, uh, quarter finals, semi finals, finals are mm-hmm. both cup competitions. Aye. The big man made world class saves <laughs> to keep, and St Johnson won won a double. He's a, for me, I'm biased, but he's he's a, he's a goalkeeper who is. Mm-hmm. A big game player, but in the big games, Europe this season, Galatasaray, um, good. I, I would hate him to play for Rangers because if they made a mistake, I'd have to uh, give them all sorts of dogs abuse. You know? <laughs> on the podcast? <laughs> oh, everywhere. Everywhere. Swing him a bit with a beard. <laughs> and I, uh, I, think, I think our midfield, uh, Scott, is going to be quite crucial against Hearts. Um, do you see Lundstrom playing as he's quite fresh with Davis playing internationals? I think you have to play Lundstrom because the last few games he's probably been the standout in the middle of the park. He's played really well, so there's no point in playing him, dropping him, playing him and dropping him. Just mm-hmm. If he's playing well and his morale's up and his confidence is up, keep him in there and bring back. I don't know, You don't know what uh, Kamara and Davis are going to be like after that national football. Hopefully they come back fine, but I'll play Hadji in there with on strumming somebody else because I think we have to go attack against Hearts. Don't want to someone in the middle of the park. Hearts are quite strong in the middle, so if he can play the way we can play, we attack and we win. But if we struggle, then that's where you start to bite your nails, don't you? Mm-hmm. See again, just... but their their best their best player in the middle of the park is Halliday, who wasn't good enough to get a contract here. With us, do you know what I mean? So, mm. 
Well, it's the boy, the, the boy that's saying favourite was quite good, isn't he? The boy that Benji, I can't remember his name. Better Gamier. Yeah. I can't pronounce it. He's been, been playing decent this season, but Hearts are a decent side. They're not sitting up at the top of the league for no reason, do you know what I mean? But like Ross said and Will said earlier, I think there's plenty of the potential we've got. We know we've got better players than we win, but it's been hard this season. We've had injuries, we've had COVID issues, we've had players missing for various other reasons. So if we can get a settled side, and that's the thing we need as a settled side, because we had that last season, we've not had that this season. Then we won these games, but it's, we don't have a settled side, we've got into these games with a bit of panic in us. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be much doubt about who's up front, obviously, with Sakala being away on international duty. Morelos wasn't, so Ross, I think there's not really much debate up front, is there? Not Greg Stewart all day long. That turned me off. Stap on my booty. No, um, for me, buff, I'm, I'm hoping that the, the last two weeks, big buff's been big boogieing rather than big boofing. Yes. I, hope he's been, I hope he's been on the training ground getting a mini pre-season smashed mm-hmm. into him. Um, I, I you've got to start you've got to start with him leading the line uh, but again it's that third midfielder is that third midfielder sitting in a line or is that third midfielder sitting in behind the strikers and in between the two wingers that's in that three the what, two, a 4 two, three, two, three, one sort of thing the 4 two, yeah. three, aye. for me for me if we play that Lundstrom and Kamara as the two sitting yeah. and uh, Hadji in behind Morelos is, is the best for me mm-hmm what about Kent? Is he still nowhere near? Yeah, I don't think no. so. No. It's all a couple no. of weeks, Yeah. Some, I did see somebody on Twitter pro, pro, hoping and praying that Jack would be on the bench this weekend, but... Jack's nowhere near. I've been the first team ready. He's exactly. been it for too long. Exactly. Exactly. It's another, it's another hopeful sort of punt, but I mean, no, I mean, no, I don't see really up front being an issue. It's, it's going to be Morelos all day long after the national Sakala being away and playing wherever he was playing. Zambia. Roof, roof was away as well, wasn't Roof it? was away. He's away. He was in Honduras or something like that. So, you know, it's it's just going to be who who else. He, I mean, Aribo was away in Nigeria as well. So, you know, this is going to be a problem for us, I think, in January because we've got four Nigeria. Well, we've got four Africans playing, I think, Niger- for Nigeria, haven't we? Three at Nigeria, be, one at Zambia. You better, get the boots, you better get the boots on, mate. You better get them looked out and polished. I can't hardly walk down the stairs, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we've got three at Nigeria with Balogun, yep. Aribo, and uh, Bassi. And then we've got uh, maybe if Zambia get through, we've got Sakala away. So I think the African Nations Cup's going to be a bit of a problem, John. We've got Ross, isn't it? Yes. Pray for a bad winter. Hmm. Get games all cancelled. <laughs> no, um, no outward flights. <laughs> I think as uh, African Cup of Nations gone ahead as as planned with COVID restrictions and stuff like that, is that? I would imagine so. I've not seen anything else to say otherwise. No. So that then becomes an issue of looking at the league position, knowing that if you win the league, there's a forty million quid carrot sitting at the end, entry into the Champions League group stages, and yep. come come January, if you know that three or four of your players are going to be missing and they're going to be missing over the crucial kind of winter period, then do you then go and spend 10, 15 million and speculate to accumulate? Well, you could get loans. I think the loan market probably benefits. I don't have to get money to spend 10 million us. But if you're guaranteeing 40, you can't can guarantee anything, can you? If that, if that doesn't happen, we're up to shit's creek without a paddle. 
I can guarantee you you'd have been a miserable bastard, Scotty boy. What's happening, man? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean, Dean? <laughs> Listen, I've, I've been through the last 10 years like this. Oh, I don't want to go back down that road, I'm afraid. No. <laughs> uh, and also, we update this week. We've seen uh, guys that the Edmonds House is coming along. We've got a guy that's going to run it. Uh, quite impressed, Scott. Ah, yeah, it's always quite good. Hopefully, it's for different things, isn't it? It's not just for it's for different events. They're doing they're doing gigs and everything they're seeing on yeah. it. So hopefully, it's quite good because I remember going there years ago to the player year dances and other events there, and it was really good. Though the Edmondson House, so I had the ticket office down the stairs at the bottom. So I really, I really used to enjoy going up there. So hopefully, this one the same with the museum I'm going to build in. So I did put money into it when they're asking for the money. Like I think it was one hundred and fifty pound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so I've done that at the start of the season, so I'm looking forward to going and see what it's like once it's built. We need some like that, Irish. We need some when we, people do a tourist aid and stuff, like something like that they can go to as well, because it'll bring in more money to the club. More people want to come and look, do you know what I mean? So you're just getting a tourist stadium. You want other things to look at. Yeah. We were just saying about a winter break. There is a winter break in Scotland this year, so um, uh-huh. we'll play the old firm on the 2nd of January and then will be off for the rest of January. So it's not the African Cup of Nations won't be that big of an issue in January. But Ross, do you see you liking the new Edmonds House stuff? I can't I can't wait to go and see the, the museum. I think mm. it's an absolute scandal that a club our size hasn't had a modern museum up until now. Um, yeah. Especially better. Like, we could have done it in a shoe box because we've only been a club for ten years <laughs> I think <it's> summer. <laughs> So uh, it'll not be much of a museum, it'll be there. But uh, no, in all seriousness, I think, uh, as you say, revenue, the amount of tourists that come to Glasgow, if, if you if I'm a tourist in the city centre and there's a, an Ibrook Stadium tour, am I going to travel for the town centre and I went for a stadium tour, see if there's a museum and I can see a bit of history in the Barcelona yeah. Rails and get someone eating stuff. There's something, something, yeah. I, there's yeah. something the stadium tour is brilliant. The stadium tour is brilliant, but I don't know if I was a tourist coming to Scotland for three days, if I'd go to Ibrooks for the stadium tour and miss it on a day in town. Whereas if you've got the museum and, as you say, something to a place to eat and a tour of the stadium, then it makes a day of it rather than yeah. just coming across for a couple of hours. Yeah, that's very true. Um, anybody going to this tomorrow? I've got my QR code, but I've got a hospital for sign them on, so I'm hoping I'm away by the time it starts at 11 I can get there. So are, we'll you, see. are you surprised they're doing that? or is it, or is, is Obviously obviously it's a positive thing, but are you surprised they're doing it? I'm surprised Castor's not got a new range of merchandise out for it. <laughs> uh, training, <laughs> open training day session, but... Uh, <laughs> um, that's actually, they used to do it years ago, Brian, if you remember, right? Mm-hmm. They used to do one every season, didn't they? Like the mm. season, like a holders or something, and just other kids and just to see the players train. So it's Easter break as well, so hopefully a lot of kids can manage along and see the players that they might not be able to go every just because of difficulties of money or maybe getting tickets. So it's a good thing to do, because... It's good for young folk because I think they're having like Chris Boy's going to be up there tomorrow and going to have face painters and other stuff like that. And me hangs going on, so it's good to get the kids <laughs> paint his face. No, I'm saying I hope we pay him the face painter. But Ross, you're getting double time tomorrow. 
<laughs> but uh, no, it's a, it's a it's a good positive step. This Ross is next year. I mean, there hasn't been one for years, has there? No, it's, it's brilliant. I always remember. I, I, I could be wrong. I'm saying I always remember. I vaguely remember when I was a wee guy going to one. Was it an advocate team where they done a kind of Rangers eleven aye. against the eleven? Yeah, yeah. Nike yeah. was it organised by Nike? Could have been. Um, and the likes of that, you were getting to see players that you've never seen before. And I remember, I, I quite like watching uh, the youth teams and stuff to see that, having a wee look at players we've not seen. So you're talking about wee guys here coming in and getting to to see some of the youth players that are training with the first team and say, if you're a wee guy of seven or eight and you're doing passing drills at your training and then you go and see Rangers doing the same, the same drills, do you know what I mean? I, I think it'll be good for... For the young one, it's for the young ones, and it? let's be honest, it's it's for yeah. the kids. That's why it's been scheduled during the Easter, air Easter, <sighs> the October week. <laughs> the long I'm, lockdown was. I'm saying Easter because <laughs> I'm looking at you, Stu. Looking at Easter eggs, man. They bald nonsense. <laughs> I'm not totally. I'm not totally. I can grow my hair back. Can you just cut? Oh no, no, mate. That's lovely. <laughs> Do you know what that? That's the Nathan Young Coombs. That's what that is. Oh, I, want to I, was, I was going to say sideshow <laughs> Bob, but there we go. <laughs> Alan Hutton's predicting a 17 million bid for Mr. Hadji, Scott. From who? Does it say who? Alan Hutton must be in the know. That's a good amount of money, right enough. So, is it worth it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Does it entice you, or is it? Is it not enough? We don't want to let our best players go, Brian, like I said earlier, but money does speak. And I think if Rangers got off £17 million, they could probably say, right, we could maybe invest some of this back into the team and some of the other avenues into the club finances. So I don't know. Unless it's, as this happens, we'll have to wait and see. But Hadji, to me, you see it against Germany, he's a quality player. And sometimes he's that much quality in him and he sprains ahead of the player up here. That's how sometimes you think. He makes runs and he makes passes that maybe don't look great, but it's because he's a two or three steps ahead of everybody else. But at international football, he stepped up recently, and if he can do that, and especially going against Germany, the goal he scored, that puts him on a world stage, and people start to look at him seriously. And obviously, with the name Hadji, they've always been looking at him anyway, but just when they start doing stuff, he's going to be even in the same bracket. But there he is, there's Wolfback. Right, guys, I think I've got this audio sorted. <laughs> oh, Granda, what's happening, Granda? <laughs> Sorry guys, I've no idea what I did. My audio just totally dropped out. I went on my phone, which is crap for StreamYard, but I've missed about with the laptop and here we are, I'm back again, looking looking not quite as gorgeous as Ross, but here I am. <laughs> not many do, Will. You better get you missing your specs. By the way, I owe you an apology about your barnet because I read a thing yesterday that uh, hair, hairdos like yours are now all the rage with the with the fashionable types, but they've got to go to the old style barbers because the new trendy hairdressers haven't got a clue how to do that. Yes. So I apologise. My mom's pal comes in and does it well. Don't tell him, they. Well, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, enough of this nonsense. We were just saying before you came on there, Wolf, about the, well, just before that, the Edmondson House. Are you quite excited about that? I was I was listening to you. I, I, I logged into YouTube to see what you were saying. Uh, yeah, I'm quite excited. Like, uh, like Scott, I um, I took the plunge and invested in a, a share of it. Uh, and as Ross said, it's an absolute scandal that we don't have a museum. I mean, I've been in club museums all over Europe, and I mean, even clubs like Werder Bremen, the museums like this, like the size of your bathroom, but they've got one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's. It's something that we should have had years ago, and I know there was plans for it, 
before all the fish stuff hit in 2012 because I've actually I actually saw the plans for it. It was supposed to be in uh, the back of the Copeland stand in Copeland House on two floors there. Uh, it was going to be funded by the supporters, I believe. It was getting driven by Jim Hanna, who was still in situ at the time. Uh, the plan, I mean, it got as far as the plans were drawn up because I've actually seen the plans for it and it looks really good. So, I mean, we are 10 years behind the game. I mean, when you consider that a club like Hearts, who, okay, they're the biggest club in the second city, but they've got a team, you know, and having been in it, it's quite good, but it's not particularly large, but it is quite good. So, yeah. if a club like that can happen, we really, really desperately need one. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Ross, your haircut's getting a bit of a pounding, but I'll just leave you. You've obviously seen that, but you're used to it now, aren't you? As I say, boys, it's good to have the option, you know what I mean? I say it every week, it's good to have the option. You wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine any of our players would be going down to the tune, would you, Scott? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not heard of anything down there, but... Ah, uh, just depends. Hopefully not. Hopefully none of our players go anywhere until exactly. maybe a season or two. Because I'm, I'm hoping that Ross Day's we won the league and won the kind of Champions League. I think we will win the league. It's just when Ross mentioned earlier about the paying fifty million in January. I don't think the club would do that on the back of a guarantee. It's not hundred percent, even though we all think it is. It's just one of the things. But hopefully they don't go to Newcastle. But I think Newcastle. Are going to be like everybody, Brian. So I think just yeah. just going to be like yeah. everybody. Anybody that pulls on a pair of football boots are going to be like me. <laughs> but I think I think going back to the Edmondson House thing, uh, Ross. I think they did their sort of homework. They've not just built their own plans. They've, they've went to other clubs and had a look at other museums, haven't they? You would, you would hope so. It's that learning for other people's mistakes and experiences in it, and. Mm-hmm. Same as Wilk says, yeah, there'll be some that are beautiful and modern, there'll be some that are old and tacky, so it's about mm-hmm. doing your homework and finding out what, what seems to be the best. And again, you're, you're looking outside your own market, and you see as much as you want Rangers fans to go to it, you want it to look appealing to your tourists and your people yeah. that are coming to Scotland for the weekend. Um, for me, that's Rangers fans will go... See, as long as it's got, it's got red, white and blue in it, Rangers fans will pay our money and we'll go and we'll, we'll view it. But people that are coming across to Europe or like the, the Asian tourists that you get that are coming across to take lovely pictures and do, do the sightseeing thing, mm-hmm. they, they want to go to something that looks pretty and pretty and nice. For me. You, would, you would like to think they would do the tour and then part of the tour is going to the, the museum at the end, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, you would I mean, imagine that would be the pack. Well, Brian, you would imagine they'll do it the way that um, big clubs in Europe do it, that you start off mm-hmm. in the museum. You know, if you have yeah, tours yeah. at 11 o'clock, you can turn up at 10 o'clock, spend an hour in the museum, do the tour. Yeah. Tours always finish in the souvenir shop, apart from ours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But obviously when when, it, when new Edmonton House is built, the souvenir shop's going to be beside the museum. So you leave everybody, you start, you start the tour in the museum, you tour the stadium, you take them out, f- finish them off in the, sh- in the superstore, Give them the wee certificate or whatever for doing it. Let them spend a few quid. If they want to go back into the museum, they go back into the museum. It's mm-hmm. an absolute no-brainer, and it works yeah. because I've, I mean, I've done similar I tours was, all over Europe, and it absolutely works. Yeah, I was about to say you've had experience of it, haven't you? Well, yeah. I mean, you do. That's how it works in Barcelona. That's how it works in Madrid. That's how they do it in, in Munich. That's how they do it. That's how they do it everywhere. You know, apart from in Scotland. I mean, even in, even you go to Chelsea or Arsenal, or I haven't done the Arsenal tour, but I've heard about it. You know, Man United. Well, Man United is a prime example. Mm-hmm. I mean that's their stadium tour and their museum is is so popular that the 
the um, the hawkers that do the 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 unofficial merchandise, they're outside the stadium every single day trying to sell stuff to the tourists. When I did the stadium tour a number of years ago on a Monday, and the first thing I saw when I went into the car park was a was a guy with a box full of scarves trying to sell the cheap souvenirs on a fucking Monday. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> just, but that's what it's like because it's so it's so popular. And as Ross said, you wouldn't go out to the city centre just to go and have a look at a football stadium. Man yeah. United's not exactly in the city centre of Manchester, but people go because it's iconic. They do the tour. You've got the red cafe there. You can have something to eat. They make an absolute fortune out of it. And they do tours every day, every half an hour. At the moment, we do tours, what, three days a week? Yeah. Four a day, whatever it is. They should, they should have the facility to, you know, if, if, you, if you're a tourist and you rock up in Glasgow, you go, let's go, let's go visit Ibrox. Because if you're a football fan and you're visiting a city, I don't know about you guys, but I always go to the, do, the football yeah. stadiums. Always. It's just what you do as a football mm-hmm. fan. Let's go to the stadium. If you've done your homework, you know if you can get a tour. If you haven't, you just rock up and say, look, what's the chances? Mm-hmm. You know? And they've got... I mean, we did it uh, two years ago when Rangers played in, in Rotterdam. We went over to Rotterdam early, went went up to Sparta just on spec, and they've got a museum at Sparta, Rotterdam. And went into the reception, look, any chance? And one of their staff took us round. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Took us into the museum and showed us what he could. They don't do a stadium tour, but he showed us what he could and he took us into the museum and it was great. It cost us, what, five euros each or something ridiculous. Yeah. You know? Because there's somebody there that could do it. We need to get, we need to go on board with that, on board of that bus because it's an absolute money, money maker. Yeah. Scott, are you, you're experienced in the old museums or are you? Yeah, no, I've been, I've been to a few. I've been to, obviously, United, I've done Chelsea. Uh, I've done like some of the German clubs, Hamburg, I've done Brescia, Mönchengladbach, Gladbach, and also uh, one I really liked was Ajax. I thought Ajax was tremendous. That was uh, a really good tour yeah. through the Ajax Stadium. So, I was well, right. I mean, it's people feel walks of life that go to them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Just to see, and it gives you money because even if you're not a fan of the club, you buy something just to say, I've been in that stadium. I was always the one. I've got tons of mugs. Because every football season I go, I just buy a mug. I just because I like to see I've been there. Do you know what I mean? I've mm-hmm. got a mug. Yeah. Unless I don't like the team, I don't buy a mug. I've not got a Liverpool mug or a Celtic mug, so that's the only two teams I don't really like. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like. <laughs> but I always buy them. I'll just buy something. My, my son, my younger, my younger, I used to buy him something, but now he's 19, he doesn't bother, so I'll pick up a mug or something. But it's just to see you go, because it's like you go to a, a new city, you do the touristy stuff, but as a football stadium, I'm like, well, if I like to go and see what it's like and stuff like that, so even if there's nothing there, I'll go and ask any chance a wee peek inside, and usually do that for you. Mm-hmm. Well, when I did that, I remember I did that, um, oh, 2000 and whatever it was when we, when we played in Osasuna in Europe. Mm-hmm. I went over on the, the we stayed in Victoria, and their local team was Alves. So, on the game, I walked into the reception, the Spanish is non-existent, and I said to them, look, any chance I look at the ground, and uh, the last thing behind the reception, look, the team's not here, I said, I want to see your team, I want to see your ground, and somebody came out from behind the reception with a set of keys, let me in, I took some photos and left again, <laughs> and they says, I said, look, that's it, and, and that was brilliant, because I asked the question, somebody there that would do it for me, yeah. you know, we need to have something a bit more formalised than that, but even even that, if it can be done, I mean, how many times you drive past Ibrox? And the front, do- the front door's locked. You know, the, the shutters are down during the day. Yeah. Shutters should never be down during the day because people don't know. Every single day. All yeah. day. Absolutely. So they can walk in and spend money. But, uh, 
So Ross, we were, we were speaking about the the tours there. Are you are you big up in the tours, or are you not too fussed about them? Like other grounds. Uh, interested. Wait, say both. I missed that. That um. You also don't do a tour. So you also don't do a tour. So you're not interested. That's exactly it, mate. That's... <laughs> It's, I've been to old McDonald's farm right enough, it's all farm up there, isn't it? Got an Eastman farm shop, mate, that's what I tour up here. No, um, I, I've, done, I've done a couple, don't get me wrong, if I'm away for, if I'm away for a break, say, Barcelona or whatever, go and see the tour, I've been there a couple of times, uh, say in Madrid. A lot of the time, I, I'm not really a, a traveller, to be honest, I maybe only go abroad once a year or whatever, but in... It's not as if you're, there's many stadiums about here that you'd like to go and see a tour of, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I think, yeah. I think that that is a, a big thing as well, because even in the east end of the city, I don't think they've got much of a, a stadium tour or anything like that either. So yeah, it would be, mm. the first one, be the first one in Scotland and it would be that, that you could maybe attract people from abroad to come and see. Yeah, they've got, got, a, they've got a museum inside Celtic. Oh, it's like a cabinet, isn't it? Is that the one it's, that it's the big massive rug with a big lump in it about that size. I remember I was in there for a game years ago, I, I, a youth game, and I remember going through it, and it's, it's actually not a bad size, but it's, I don't know if they do official tours for it, but I know it's, I know it's something nearly all the different stuff they've got, and a big rug there, so I had to climb over it, took about four days. Oh, I mean, <laughs> a, a big closet just for the skeletons. The fact that we don't do two... The fact that we don't do tours all the time is a massive. It's a massive old goal. I mean, look at, look at when when that other lot of European games. It's never the same. It's never the same week as us or the same night as us if we're in the same tournament, right? And taking COVID out of the equation and there's visiting fans allowed to come. They've maybe got two thousand fans coming from whatever team they're playing, and they're football fans, so they're going to visit Ibrox, and they do, right? But if the games on a Thursday, they can't get a tour because we don't do them. Or if the games on a Tuesday, they can't get a tour because we don't do them. The fact that we don't facilitate that is absolutely mental. It's absolutely bonkers. Mm -hmm. It is. Right, before we close tonight, I'll uh, I'll ask you all one more question. But uh, just to remind everybody, uh, it does help the pod to give us a like. It goes towards the Rangers Youth Foundation. Um, so give us, a, give us a like on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Scotty Boy, what do you think to the score prediction on Saturday? 2 1. 2 1. Angels. Yeah. Ross. 2 0. 2 0. Wilf. 4 0. <laughs> right, I'll go in between. I'll go 3 0. So there we go. Right, guys, uh, thanks for being here. Um, thanks to everybody who's been contributing and listening. Remember, give us a like and hope everybody enjoys Saturday and we'll see you soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.